Hey, well, welcome to our first podcast ever of Big Knockers, Tales from the Porch. I'm Melissa McKinley with Kelly Cawthorn. Hi, my name is Greg Van Workham, and I'm running for, oh, <laughs> uh, it's podcast. That's normally what I say when I'm knocking the door, so I was a little confused. So who are you? I'm Greg Van Workham. I'm a state <laughs> representative of the 88th District here in beautiful Michigan. And that area includes Muskegon, Grand Haven, Spring Lake. But for now, I am the co-host of Big Knockers, A Tale from the Porch. Awesome. So should we tell everybody why we're doing this today? I think they, they deserve that. I think they have the right to know why we decided to create this podcast. And my variation or version of the story is, like any other version, um, we were having some drinks and uh, we were just talking about our different stories of knocking on the doors and everyone seems to have one that wants to one-up each other <laughs> uh, and at one point i even thought about making this into like a tv show just of the great stories people hear about knocking on doors or at least people like us that are political think they're interesting and now we're going to find out whether the public actually thinks they're interesting so uh then you pursued it, and uh, here we are today. It's not one of those that's like a million-dollar idea where you write it on a napkin at a bar, but I think we got something here. I think this is a $2 million idea. A $2 million yeah, idea. Yeah, for sure. Well, I actually think it starts way back when, when you and I were sitting, uh, not knocking doors, but making phone calls for that very candidate that we both worked for. And, you know, this idea is about a million years old, so it's at least $2 million worth of oh, an idea here. That's a good perspective. Yep. Me yeah. and Melissa have a long history together of uh, doing campaigns, and uh, I tried to estimate how many doors I've knocked on, but uh, I would say well over 50,000 at this point. At least. And that's not just for yourself. That's for other candidates you worked for. Lots bosses. of different candidates, local candidates statewide candidates my own my pick my my dad uh different variations and hopefully uh, as this podcast goes on you'll hear a bunch of those little tidbits along the way yeah i think my uh story started about 25 years ago now which is shocking and kind of scary actually that it's that long ago but the very first campaign was uh working for a speaker of the house and um since then learned how to knock a door who even knows how to knock a door that was like a scary thing to even figure out at first. Yeah, it's always intimidating right at the start. But yeah. uh, then it gets, it, I, I compare it to inertia. Once you get past that inertia, and it's still every time too, whether it's the day or the campaign, once you get through that inertia, then you start flowing. How many miles do you think you walk knocking oh, doors? Oh, I don't know. They didn't even have the pedometers back when I started doing <laughs> it, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have phones back then. No, no, had the old school. <laughs> Did they even list. have a knocker on the door back then? Oh man, was it a I, big knocker? I have no idea. What What would be an interesting statistic is how many doorbells I've broken. Those cheap ones where oh. you just push and they crack. Yeah. You just kind of walk away from those. Yeah, but now it's even worse because now they have the ring doorbell so they see you. I and actually, they can yell at you through I, the door. I actually prefer it because then they actually know it's me that's knocking on the door. And I have a whole spiel of uh, that when that blue ring starts moving of when to start talking. Well, that's a game changer for door knocking. I'm sure we'll get a few stories throughout our uh, time here. But we plan to have on this podcast... Uh, friends of ours who've been knocking doors as long as we have, probably some knocking do doors a lot longer, candidates, staff members, friends. Um, so we are excited about what we're going to hear uh, throughout this podcast. And, you know, we are uh, 
we know that this is going to be one of those podcasts that just gets broadcast across the country because <laughs> people are going to want to hear these crazy door knocking stories that we've all had from, you know, the crazy naked guys to the crazy drunk women to the dog bites to the right. guns. We've got the Melissa guarantee of this is going to be a national podcast right here. Right on the here. first one. You're hearing Cold it start. We're ready to go. <laughs> I hope there's good editing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we jump into the first story? Sure. I believe I've been nominated for the uh, the first story. Well, it was a good one. And I have been really anticipating telling this story through uh, your lens here because uh, the way I've heard it is yeah. really kind of scary. We're lucky you're still with us, actually. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do big knockers if I wasn't here. But uh, So uh, I call it my dog bite story. Um, and people here in Lansing have heard it, and now I'm excited that I can lay it down on this podcast so I can just refer people to the podcast now, and I might not have to <laughs> have to tell it each time. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was my first race, and I was in a pretty tight um, district. It was one of those 50-50 seats and just had come off a primary and started working on the, uh, the general election. And went up uh, to the Montague area, if people are familiar with Michigan. And it was kind of in my opponent's backyard, uh, was doing some rural doors. And uh, started out pretty good, uh, went to uh, a door on a corner. They were home, talked to them, got the sign location right on two busy streets. That's a big deal to get that sign location. Well, I think we need to tell our listeners what that means because we know what that is, but what does that mean? I hope our listeners know because they have know. seen all those signs littered across the uh, landscape every fall. That's, uh, but what you have to do for the legal ones is actually ask for permission to put them up and... Uh, it's not always the easiest thing, but uh, we were able to. I was able to get that location. I was riding pretty high. But when he says a sign, what he means is a campaign yard sign that you stick in your yard with his name on it, so everybody knows who Greg Van Workham is every time they cross. And in a corner street, that's like the million dollar location. Right million there. millions being thrown a lot around today, hey, but uh, yes, one that is. It was a good location. I could put a big sign there, not even just one of the small signs. So was riding high, pulled up to this next house. It's your picturesque farmhouse, white, two-story, a big tree right in the yard. And uh, got out of the car, started walking up. It was probably 30 yards to the door. Start going up, about to go up the stairs. And I see a dog come across the corner from kind of the blind area. It's a big and dog? It's a German Shepherd. That's a big dog. It's a big dog. And anyone that's knocked doors kind of knows how to handle a dog. You kind of stop, let it come, sniff you, put your hands out, let it come sniff you. And don't I do this. Don't most people say when they see a dog, don't go up to the door? Uh, not when you have as many miles under the belt as I do. <laughs> I uh, pretty much know, kind of handle a, handle a dog. It's coming, it's coming at kind of a quicker pace. And then it's really coming, not full sprint, but you could tell it was aggressive. And you have to kind of make the decision. Have right, you seen am I its gonna, teeth? I didn't quite see teeth until it was probably between me and you far away, which is what, three feet? Three feet. So that's when you make the decision. 
and I made the decision I was going to run. So I kind of turn, do a 180, and I hold up my leg because I'm a kind of a big guy, and there's a spot where I definitely don't want to get bit. <laughs> so I pull up the leg. Wait, wait, wait. We have to have our listeners visualize this just for a second. Greg, you're six. I'm six four. Four. So he's a tall guy. So right. this is a big dog. This is a this is full size German Shepherd. Yeah. So I turn, put my leg up, twist 180, and just start dead sprinting. And I'm a pretty athletic guy. I don't know if you know this about me, but I can I can move. Um, but what was going through my head as I was doing it is all these cop shows with German <laughs> shepherds and they go for your arms. And so I go and hold like my neck and hold my arms, um, hold my hands behind my neck because they also go for the neck. So I'm running like this at full dead sprint. Remember that tree I mentioned? Yes. I hit a root. <laughs> and just go down. I think I'm glad you find this fine. I find this root. Big man fall hard. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that would be funny. <laughs> like a giraffe on stilts. Yes, I just went, right boom, down, right down. And um, I kind of look up and I see the dog kind of in the corner of my eye. He's he's slowed down. So I get up, go kind of hot trot it to the car. And I happen to be with a campaign worker uh, who was driving me that day because we were doing rural doors normally. I'm just kind of by myself. And I go to him, I go, I think he got me. I take a look, look down at my leg. I got this silver dollar hole in my leg. And I just kind of like hold it up. I'm not like bleeding or anything like that. This is a, is this a graphic? This is a graphic story, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we might you need got to put an queasy. explicit uh, yeah. on this podcast. So I got this silver dollar hole and I just say, we got, we got to get to the ER. So he's, he doesn't know the area in any way. He's trying to send me way up north to uh, a hospital. It's like, no, no, just get, get down to Muskegon. It's not bleeding. It's just kind of pooling there. So I'm holding it up. And while we're going, I'm calling all wait these people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened to the dog? Well, that's, I think, the second version. I mean, is the dog version. still there? The uh, dog is, I don't know. I ain't looking at the dog. I'm moving forward at this point. <laughs> So we get going, I'm calling, I call the, the state center for the area who actually used to be an EMT. It's like, hey, what do I do? He's like, just go to the hospital. They'll kind of work paperwork and do it. You know, I do have the app at that time. So I'm trying to call the homeowner or like look through white pages to call the homeowner and let them know this happened, but they don't have a listed number. Uh, I'm calling the, the state party team, letting know it happened, you know, Calling the wife, calling the family. Hey, I'm headed to the ER. Got bit. Um, gonna At this eat. point, is your are you bleeding down the car? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not bleeding. So it didn't hit an artery or didn't hit a vein or anything. It's just kind of pooling. Um, so eventually, get our way down. It's probably like a 40 minute drive to the hospital. 33 five minute drive to the hospital. We get down there. Put me through the system. They do this big syringe where they All right, wait. push. <laughs> Ah, this is the cliffhanger, and guess what? We have to go to oh, a commercial break. You're ruining my flow. Ha! Ah. All right, this podcast has been brought to you by Kelly Cawthorn. Kelly Cawthorn is the leading Midwestern lobbying firm. Whether you want the state of Michigan to be a source of funding for your business through grants or appropriations, a customer of goods or services provided by your business, or a regulator to help your business or industry, Kelly Cawthorn is ready to work with you. 
contact them at kellycawthorn.com. All right, Greg. I don't, know if, I don't know if you have the voice for radio. You might want to find someone else that can do that for we're you. We're back <laughs> to you. We'll edit that out. <laughs> so get there. They do this sailing thing. You know, I'm getting a little too graphic just to wash it out, but because we didn't know the Did dog. Did they cut your leg off? No. <laughs> now you ruined the whole cliffhanger. Oh, come on. Um, it's looking green at this. No. Oh, uh, yes. But because I couldn't, I couldn't couldn't contact the, the, the homeowner. So we didn't know if the dog had rabies. Exactly. So they're just washing it out as best they could. They only put like three stitches into it because it needs to seep because we don't know anything about this dog. It's not my dog. You're using a lot of really gross words today. You guys wanted the details. I thought I was coming with a detailed story. It's detailed. So they take out the information, just get three stitches in there so the thing can seep and clean out, what have you. And I, I get a call from Department of Health Services the next day. Said, hey, we saw this incident. Um, kind of walk us through what happened. I gave them the whole story, just like I, I put on this podcast. And they say to me, well, you can go up there in three days to see whether the dog is alive or not <laughs> to, to determine whether you have rabies. I was like, what? They didn't give you 10 shots in the stomach like they normally do for no, rabies? No, no. I think I, I think I checked the box not to get that. Um, so it's like, really? That's, that's all I get here? So go home over the weekend talking to family about it and something's just not sitting right with this really that's the only advice i get they're like yeah that that's not right so i end up calling a a local police chief and say hey this happened i don't even know at this point whether the dog owner knows something has happened like i i knock with my kids right Mm -hmm. if something like this had happened to the kid it would have been a much worse scenario and He's like, yep, yep, you got to call counties. So I call the county police department, do the whole report. And um, I say to him, so can you go go check, see see what's going on? And the police officer goes, no, I don't want to get bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I finally say, well, can you at least pull the record, contact them, let them know that this happened? They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So they contact the dog owner. Uh, they send in the paperwork to show that. Did you um, drive by three days later? I did not. I did not want to drive by three days you later. You didn't want to know? I didn't think that was the most scientific way to find out it's whether really something happened. It's really when you happened. do start foaming and then you know. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so they put um, Then uh, they sent me the, the, the shot records of the dog. And I guess this was not the uh, first time the dog had done something like this. So, mm. And that is my dog bite story that is the big knockers first dog bite story of uh this podcast we'll see if anyone can top that one so tell me this i mean you still had to go back out and do doors that wasn't the last door you had to do. it wasn't uh a quick follow-up i don't know if we've got the time uh you're the you're the time manager but the quick follow-up is after a couple uh days maybe a week i went back out there and i had my dad driving me um, we're doing rural doors again, first time back out and I go up long, he kind of parks, they got a big RV right there. You find that in Northern Michigan, everyone's got like an RV. My dad parks next to the side of it. The house is 
or the door is on kind of the other side of the house. I go in, no one's home, walk back, and a German shepherd is staring <laughs> at me right in front of my face. And my heart just dropped. You could just feel it all just go down. And, it, you know, walking like this, hands out, kind of sidewalking it, heart beating, get in the door, get in. I just go, and my dad goes, well, if it looked like it was angry, I was going to ram it into the garage door, but it looks safe. It's like, well, we're glad that, you know, you know, PETA doesn't have to be called in this right, story, but right. glad that you were safe from uh, any future yeah, dog Yeah, no fights. dogs were harmed in the, 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 uh, the telling of this podcast. Well, that's really good to hear. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're safe now, and let's see. You got a yeah. You know. I've got uh, I've got a mark that I will have uh, as a reminder of my first uh, campaign for myself. Uh, I'll see that one in the mirror uh, every day. So, if you walk up to a door these days and you see a dog in the front yard, do you keep going? Uh, I stay away from the the beware of dog signs. Um, there are some that are unleashed that I can just tell I don't want to mess with that day and and I will I will avoid. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the first lessons I learned while doing doors. If you see a dog, you don't go up to the house. You walk away. That's a vote you can call. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll keep well. Yeah, on some of those definitely, but you're out there to knock the doors. Yeah. Well, we hope to uh, inspire you over this podcast with funny stories from the uh, door knocking side of the campaign world. And hopefully you'll want to get out and do your part to, you know, get a vote here and there for your favorite candidate. But uh, at the same time, this is this is too many great stories not to share them with the rest of all of you. Yeah, hopefully people find them interesting. Hopefully they find them entertaining. We're going to try and do our best of a little storytelling here on Big Knockers. Um, and I appreciate uh, Kelly Cawthorn as our sponsor. Yeah, thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.